When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big Mm -hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just, like, kept going and going. And she goes, what the... <laughs> oh, we need a camera on us. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Crypts of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. I am J87-A. <laughs> Together we have an amazing episode. So once again, we have another Wednesday short episode. We'll see how actually short it is. But we're going to talk about the ABCs of the UK. Ooh, a Wednesday ABC UK. Mm-hmm. So what are the ABCs? Are this Is this how to travel in Europe? Is this how to kind of get around and enjoy your time? I think you might be a little off there. Oh, I'm a little off, huh? Yeah, for once. No, it's the alien black cats. Yes, and we're not going to strictly talk about alien black cats, but that's a big proponent of today. Okay. Just big cats of Europe more. Big cats of Europe. This is really fun because there's a lot of people that are like, no... They don't happen, nothing like that. What? In Europe. What, big cats? Yeah, they're like, oh, no, like, there's none. So I just want to, so in the U.S., the continental U.S., we have around 3,000 Bigfoot sightings a year. Okay. The U.K. Which has, is just the U.K. or the Europe? The U.K. has 2,000 black cat sightings a year. In a much smaller area. Yes. Much, significantly smaller. And it's really weird that there's a question. So a really, really good website is bigcatsuk.org. That's pretty specific. But it's their research group, and they kind of talk about, like, so we're going to use their front page article for this because they, they do a really nice job of kind of explaining what they think is the main cause of the phenomena. Phenomena, okay. Uh, but it's really good, and I agree with them for the most part. Okay. Uh, it's the I don't know who the researchers are in this group, but they, they do a pretty good job. The website's streamlined, easy to use. 
pretty straightforward. Gives you recent accounts and photo evidence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I have for you attacks on people. Attacks on yeah. people? What like, do you mean attacks? Like big cat attacks in Europe. Oh, attacks. Okay. I thought you said like attacks. Like attacks, like a. Oh, state. that happened too. What? They're taxing people. Yeah, but for... it's first thing we're going to talk about is attacks, and then attacks. This and is then, confusing. And then big cats that have actually been killed and Ooh. caught in Europe. Oh, okay. Or you, the UK. Anyone got like a a black? You know what? Uh, does anyone have like a big, not like a puma or anything like that, but like an out of place, you know, ABC, alien black cat. Has anyone ever caught one and like took its pelt and have it hanging in their house or something? Well, let's talk about that later. Oh, uh, wait. Are you just like trying to ignore my question or, no. or will that actually come up later? Basically, that'll come up later. Okay. <laughs> that just be funny. very similar thing will come up later. Ooh, let's talk about that later. It never never come back to it. That has <laughs> happened before in the past. Uh, so <laughs> this website starts. Throughout history, there have always been a small but steady number of big cat sightings in the UK. However, in the past few decades, specifically the 1970s and on, uh, there have been thousands and thousands of sightings. So uh, now it's me talking. In 1976, there was a really stupid law rolled out. In the UK? In the UK. Okay. One of many. It's called the Dangerous Wildlife Act, or the DWA. Now, listen, I, I've i had interesting in what some could say dangerous wildlife in my past. And I'm pretty, I always followed the rules and stuff like that. Some animals I do think you should have permits for. I don't think anything should ever be flat out outlawed. Oh, as far as owning? Yeah. Okay. But I do think, like, let's say you do want a big cat. Mm-hmm. A big cat enclosure caught a really, like, an actual big cat enclosure with space for them and stuff like that costs 20, 25 grand. Jeez. The feed, you got to remember, this is a, a predator. Yeah. They're eating nothing but meat. They're eating a big meal every two to three days. So I do think the permit should be 15 grand. Mm. And that shows that you have the financial capital to take to, care of it. Take care, take, to, that's for the animal's safety. Right. For properly. Yes. Yeah. Now, a reptile, you know, that's a much lower financial capital investment. Right. So, and, you know, I think there should be there's there should be lines, but they flat out outlawed big cats. My uh my grandma, her neighbor, when I was a kid growing up, used to have a mountain lion as a uh, pet, and he'd keep it in my grandma's barn, and it was only there for like half a year. It wasn't there long. Well, there was big cats here owned and ate at the Ada Zoo. Really? Yeah. Were they mountain lions? Uh, probably. Okay. Because he had a bunch of black bears. He had a grizzly. Where was that? Yeah. Uh, you know where Tommy Tire is? Yeah. Everybody, you can Google Tommy Tire. Uh, free advertisement. No, it's right there. Oh, okay. Where they put that, that new storage shed unit? No, right, at, right where Tommy Tire was. Oh, Tommy Tire built over it. Okay. Oh, okay. They hadn't been there forever, but you remember the big, long metal buildings that used to be there? <sighs> no, I can't really. That's what they, that's what the zoo was in. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I never went there. Uh, so 1976, Dangerous Wildlife Act, specifically was targeting big cats, hyenas, mostly European and North American megafauna. Okay. Specifically, though, aimed at big cats. Uh, this act listed animals that require very, very strict permits and extremely expensive licenses to be kept privately. Here's the problem is there's no grandfather clause. So here in the U.S., most of these wildlife acts have a grandfather clause. What, if you already have it? So let's say, like for example, green anacondas are outlawed in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Kind of. There's kind of some gray area with them. But big green anacondas are outlawed. Okay. If you already had a big green anaconda, you're allowed to keep your animal. No permitting needed, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you can't get more. 
Hmm. You can't add, you know, you can't keep adding. Right, right. You have your animals that you have, and when they pass or you sell them, that's it. That's that you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So this was not doing that. It was very retroactive. Okay. And they spent the early 70s kind of getting a list of who had these cats secretly. Like Tiger King. Kind of, but this these are more people that have a cat or a couple cats. Gotcha. And uh They've spent the first, like, in the 90s, basically, they wanted to tax these guys out of existence. Okay. And let's say you couldn't afford the extremely expensive licenses to keep them. There was still a fee for them to take them from you. Really? Yes. So, so you're just paying gonna... a buttload of money either way, whether you're keeping your cat mm-hmm. or you're not keeping your cat, you have to pay a buttload of money. Was it, they trying to just get them all killed? Because no, that's probably what happened, right? No, they were trying to get money. It was whole act was just to get money. Okay. And to help limit the number of a- animals big, after this event. Big cats in captivity. What the act did accidentally was 90% of people just opened their cages. And let them go. And let them go. Yeah. Uh, instead of many owners deciding to release, or uh, instead of many owners deciding to hand over their pets to the government or pay the extraordinarily, extraordinarily expensive licensing, they just let them go into the wild. Yeah, because what, what what was the government going to do with them? They were going to send them back to like sanctuaries and stuff like that. Yeah, right. They were going to kill them. They had they had areas for them to go. They were going out of country. I'm sure they did. It was impossible to know how many of these cats were set free. Some estimates put them in hundreds of cats or more. Others uh, put them quite over ten to 15,000 animals being released in a couple months. Oh, no wonder why there's so many sightings a year. Yeah. <laughs> this is all kind of making sense. Uh, the founding stock. So this is from a lion tamer named Lisa. Uh, she's previously admitted to releasing cats in Debyshire countryside near Snake Pass. Uh, followed our fellow big cat owner, Les, or Lewis, who kept animals uh, for Leslie, also revealed that the friend of his in Contervra, had set a panther loose in Nottinghamshire Ooh, area in 1974. A panther. Mr. Foley said he knew about the new laws and didn't want to put the money down or the animals down. Mm-hmm. At the time, an RSPCA spokesman said that these two people had not broken any laws. As far as owning the cats or letting them go? Or owning the cats. Okay. Uh this is because it's only became illegal to release, or no, to release the cats. It only became illegal to release wild animals into the countryside in the 1980s. Oh, so at the time it wasn't illegal. Mm-hmm. In 2006, the Dartmoor Zoo owner, uh, Benjamin, admitted that the zoo released black panthers into the surrounding areas in the 1980s. Recently, it was revealed that a circus owner uh, named Mary released three pumas into the wild. And after her Plymouth Zoo was forced to close in 1978... She reported she couldn't bear, or she couldn't see them to go to a new home, so she released even more cats. Oh man! Do you have any questions of why there's big cat scene in U- the the UK? And um, so far, yeah, I mean, there's no it, reason. Yeah, like this is one like I get Black Panthers, you know, in the US, for example. Mm-hmm. Why some people question it, stuff like that. Most people don't realize that. I think they're jaguars. First off. That things used to be native here. Yes, mm-hmm. but most people don't realize that that they went, you know, they were extirpated in the early 1800s. Yeah, and they were never in very high numbers here in the U.S. Big cats aren't right. ever in high numbers, besides uh, some lions and stuff like that. Pride animals are a little different than these solitary big cats. 
so they wiped out really quick, and then the the puma, the mountain lion, took their spot. Mm-hmm. And so there just was nowhere to move back into. Gotcha. I get why it's an issue in the U.S. to believe in a big black cat. The U.K. I just read to you people that have admitted, and the zoo sh- owners, exotic cat breeders, they're like, yeah, from 1971 to 1985, I probably released 50 or 60 cats. Yeah, which is insane. So that if zoo, you think about Mary that. that ran that zoo, yeah, released every juvenile cat they produced into the wild because they weren't allowed to be breeding cats. But they couldn't. They didn't stop them from breeding. Wow. <laughs> no vet really wanted to go fix that cat. No, probably not. I wouldn't want to. Screw that. Uh, and then big cats are notorious for shaking off anesthesia pretty I was, quick. I was gonna say you might need to like get it super drunk or something first. So so far, any reason why you wouldn't think there's? Well, I no. I mean, there shouldn't be cats there. I mean, any cat released in the wild in England probably will die the next day of starvation or something crazy, you know? So there shouldn't be any cats there. And before I move on, <laughs> you made me laugh. Before I move on, wallabies, an Australian marsupial, has three different breeding populations that have just recently been documented in the UK. Just in the UK? Yeah. They found a colony of like four or five thousand wallabies in Scotland in an area nobody goes. Yeah. They finally walked over a hill and were like, what are these big rabbit looking things? Yeah. They're all wallabies. That's crazy. So an Australian mammal survives in the UK. Well, I guess Australia has all the seasons. So does the UK. So why wouldn't it? The UK. I'm sorry, all our UK listeners. I know we got a handful of you guys. Your winners are pansies. I thought they were more north than us. It doesn't matter because the warm Atlantic current, the ocean keeps them warmer mm. in the winter than we have the cold Atlantic current. Yeah. So like, even though they're more higher up than us, mm-hmm. they're still a lot warmer than us in the winter. Okay. Like they're really like they're really bad winter. It's probably like a medium Ohio winter. Oh, okay. Like they never, they haven't we, had an ice storm. We might have to uh, fact check that. Maybe. I'm not joking. Or our UK listeners. Give us your your. But that's average. why the UK is rainy, warm constantly because the <laughs> right. ocean currents. So I mean, yeah, that's, they should be able to thrive there. Yeah, there was, for example, panthers live all the way up through Canada. Yeah, and do f- quite well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, and we did, covered last week on Wednesday, Wednesday short episode. Hyenas used to live in the UK, and do quite well here. Yes. Yeah, they're here. Uh, so it's just crazy to me that this is even a topic. Wait until we get to. The government's like, they don't exist. Yeah, because they are the ones responsible for having people release them all. It's it's like, I really fully believe that the UK was just, the UK government was like, this is going to be the best way for us to make money off these stupid exotic animal people. Yeah. And then, and then keep... exotic animal people are like, F you. <laughs> oh, shoot. We didn't close that loophole. But no, there was all these guys that were the enforcement officers. I read testimonies being like, yeah, we knew, like, we spent the first, we spent four years gathering intel of who all owned big cats in the countryside. They knew who all owned big cats. Yeah. Because this was all a plan to get this money. Mm-hmm. When they went to enforce it, all, all these people had empty cages. Yeah. I'm like, where's your cats? Never owned any. Yeah, exactly. Where's your cats? Never owned it. These are rabbit cages. Yeah. Big rabbit, rabbit cages. cages. Yeah. <laughs> Big populations of rabbit breeding going on over here. So this article goes on to say, big cats became established in the UK. In these day, or in these cats and many others that may believe have established small breeding populations in the countryside. Well, at first, this might seem rather unlikely. It is important to note that leopards, panthers, uh, the cats described in most sightings, are very shy and seldom seen. 
we've talked about it before. I know a, a big cat researcher mm-hmm. that had a tag, uh, a radio collar on a mountain lion and never found it again. Right, yeah. That's so nuts. You know it's right there. And she got 30, 40 feet away from it several different times Couldn't and never it. seen it again. It is important. Oh, okay, I already said that. Uh, in fact, despite living, or in fact, despite living very close to villages in India and other natural habitats with a lot of locals, they spend their whole life without seeing them in the wild. So there's actually more jaguars living in the Indian cities than in the wild. Really, in the cities? Yes. How do they know this? Huh? Because they so they did population estimates. It's a really crazy study. That's a whole different episode. Okay. But they mostly survive off of stray dogs. Mm. And like every alley has a jaguar or a leopard. A leopard, I'm sorry. That's scary. Imagine walking home late at night. Oh, they have so many, they have so many leopard attacks. Is that that video of that guy running down that hallway? That's a cheetah. Okay. That is, that's an India too, but that's a cheetah. <laughs> that's so scary. That's like fear embodied in a with, gift. <laughs> with the vast amount of British countryside, a plentiful supply of prey animals, and no natural predators, it's possible that the Britain could sustain. Or quite healthy breeding population of big cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there are deer that are native, and there are deer that aren't native in the UK currently. Like we said, there's t- tons of small mammals, uh, badgers. Badgers are like rabbits over there, and the European badger and the North American badger are very different animals. Oh, really? People kind of think of them as the same thing. Their behaviors, their everything is very, very different. Didn't know that. Yeah. Over there, they're much more like they have a much high like. One farm could have a hundred badgers. Uh, what are they more docile or what? They're smaller. They're a little more docile. They're not these big predators that we think about here in the U.S. Yeah, it's, they're mean here. Yeah, like really mean. Uh, if you see these cats out there, why? If people see these cats out there, why hasn't the government made us aware of it? Well, there are a few possibilities to explain this. First of which is simply because they don't want the panic that would resolve this could cause. Right. Also, if the government confirmed the existence of these big cats, we could see groups of people heading off to catch and kill these so-called beasts. Uh, they would also possibly have to compensate farmers and livestock owners for kills that are uh, that are suspect of cats. Hmm. Why? Why would the government have to compensate? Because the or government just... caused this. In a way, a sense, I guess. What do you mean, in a way or sense? I mean, they didn't tell people to release them. I mean, I get they caused it. I know they did. But, but. keep in mind, it wasn't illegal to release your cats. So you, you right. pretty much gave them two options. You're paying, uh, I think it was like $25,000 per cat per year. Mm-hmm. You're paying $15,000 for us to get rid of your cat. Mm-hmm. Or you're releasing your cat. Right, yeah. The government caused it. No, I guess so. There should be more insurance or something that should cover it. Not government. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'd have just seen this weird. So the article ends with... Not everyone is so convinced. However, there are people who disagree with this theory. Critics ask, why haven't we had any carcasses or skeletons of these animals being found? And how are these animals not being seen on the daily basis like foxes and badgers? That is the stupidest... Uh, we'll come back to that. I, say, we, I feel like we My blood that. pressure has ri- risen already. Uh, so she answers it, but I'm going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. For example, a bobcat here in the U.S., which they have... They've, they, we're going to talk about Canadian lynxes, for example, Ooh. in U.K., which is the cousin of the bobcat. They're, they're subspecies of each other. They have a home range of 150 square miles. Okay. That means there's one cat. Every 150 square miles? There could be. Okay. There may be even bigger distances. Okay. That means this one cat lives its life in this 150 square miles. Okay. So one 50-pound animal 
So, and, and so why aren't badgers and foxes seen? Like I just said, one farm may have a hundred badgers. One farm may have 200 foxes. One farm may have uh, 1% uh, or may have one cat visit their property twice a year. Okay. So, yeah, no wonder you don't see them very often. 150 square miles is a pretty big With area. Pumas and jaguars and leopards have a much larger home range than that. Jared, um, this is kind of side tangent, but kind of it ain't, but that coyote, do you about that? I think we talked about it. Yes. Had, had that, they had the, they, they went like 500 miles. Had and the like, collar on it? Yeah. Did, did you know it was someone we know that did that, that put the collar on it? Don't admit that on air. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not going to say his name. Or You're not. not allowed to tag wildlife. Well, so he actually told me about it, and he's like, he actually had a officer show up at his house and say, like, okay, because obviously they knew he did it because he put his name, name and number, number on it, yeah. which is fine. Because, and uh, he's like, oh, it's illegal. They're like, yeah, it's illegal. Like it's against like whatever. He's like, okay, well, can you show me where where it is illegal? Like, can you show me where it has it written down the statute, like whatever you call it? And they're like. Well, we don't know where it is. He's like, oh, so it's not illegal. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's it like a gray area. But Now, it's first off, it's in the fishing and trapping guide. Mm. I've seen it. Yeah. It is it says plain Jane yeah. that uh, it is illegal to put your basically your own tags on wild animals. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. He didn't like chip it or nothing. But it doesn't but, matter. So why they do that is because it can it can prevent the animal from hunting properly and right, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, like it's really it, it's really a detriment to the animal more than anything. Right. Which makes sense. Makes sense. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is illegal. I can show them where okay. the DNR officers aren't. You know, it's to know every law right. and where it is. It can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. I do remember that in the trapping guide though. Gotcha. Where it says you're not allowed to put your own tags on animals because people used to do that to find groups of animals. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyways, fun, fun tidbit. Yeah. So why won't we find carcasses? We've covered this in several episodes about Bigfoot and other cryptids. And Bigfoot and then natural animals too, like bear. And... That's what I was about to get to. Is yeah. there was the grizzly bear guy, and I can I should have looked at the county before the episode, but he works in the. He's been there for 30 years in Alaska, in the highest concentration of grizzly bears on the planet. It's only ever found. Two or three carcasses in his life, and one of them had a tracker on it. That's nuts. And he had, he said there was around, you know, what was it, a hundred animals die a year. Yeah, and it's yeah. And you only find three in your life, in your whole career. Yeah, big cats. I don't know of anybody finding big cat bodies here in the U.S. Big cat researchers and stuff like that. You don't find them unless they get hit by a car. True. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, what's what's big cat's biggest uh, predator? I guess nothing. Right. Exactly. So if canids. Canids will harass them, specifically, specifically wolves. Wolves. But it's not even, I wouldn't say a predation thing. Yeah. It's, it's more just territory thing. They'll harass them to get a free meal. Yeah. Okay. Because the big cat will just kill something for, because big cats have a much higher success rate in kills mm-hmm. than canids do. So, I mean, if one dies, it's going to probably be dead. Way back in a hole somewhere. Yeah, on its own terms or yeah. its, its own, yeah. Hmm. So that's, and then they're so, they're so shy. Yeah. Uh, like you said, like the one with the collar. And there's never so, there's never such a thing as a domesticated big cat. Even house cats put into the wild will hunt efficiently yeah. and survive on their own. I mean, look at Siegfried and Roy. They had a big cat. They thought it was trained. So why why don't you see fox like why don't you see these off. big cats like foxes and badgers? Because they are much lower in number. They're much more shy. 
You don't find their carcasses because you don't find the carcasses of big animals. No, you don't. Everybody gets this idea because you see deer, dead deer on the side of the road and stuff like that. Carcasses mm-hmm. are easy to find in the woods. Mm-hmm. They are not. If an animal does not get hit, you will not find its body. And then you got to find it quick enough before... Before the scavengers pull it apart. Right, exactly. So you might find bones. Maybe. You still got to be early to find them. Yeah. Before they get pulled apart far enough where you're like... You may have walked up on a deer car or a, a big cat carcass and be like, this is a deer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be. You, you don't see a skull. You really don't know. Exactly. And there is a European wildcat. It, it looks kind of similar to a house cat. Mm. It's called the Scot- or It's called the European wildcat or the Scottish Highland cat. Oh, I think I've seen these before. Yeah, they will rip you up. I got to look they this up They attack a lot of people because people think they're house cats. Uh-huh. And they're like little bobcats. Scottish Highland cat, you said? Or, or European wildcat. Just look that up. Okay. Feeless, serverless, serverless. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say, oh, we sound that out one more time so I can spell it. But Yeah, right. <laughs> Scientific names aren't phonetical. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, there it is. Oh, okay, so it just looks like a... It looks like a house cat. Yeah, like a big house cat. And it will rip you apart. Yeah, it looks like one of those mean, like, feral house cats that yeah. we got running around here. But this is fully wild. Yeah, exactly. All right, how about some big cat attacks in the UK? Okay. So how okay does it have like a statistic how many times it happens a year? No, I just got some. I got a I got a group of okay of, of attacks. So it's not like a common thing. I, uh, it's, it's not really once common. a year. Oh, okay. So it's very uncommon. Mo- mostly on kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you seen those videos of like I've seen videos here like kids would get attacked by cats and stuff just like like stray cats mm-hmm. go and attack little kids. Uh, yeah. This is a little. Bit different. Oh, I bet. But I can't imagine a big cat. For example, I would only picked the ones that have happened since 2000. Okay, so recent. Uh, yeah, including like a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, in 2000, an 11 year old boy in Monmouthshire, Monmouthshire. You guys in the UK name your stuff. I don't understand it. Hey, we came from there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, was attacked by what he claimed was a large black cat. It left uh, five long claw marks across his left cheek. The police called in a big cat expert to investigate the incident. This cat was never found, but the the basically the claw marks on the boy were way too big to be a house cat. Yeah, that's uh, and it seems like well, what the kids say he got him a big black cat. The okay. kid was saying a big black cat okay. jumped me. Yeah, uh, and he's eleven years old. What it looks like happened was that the big cat was cornered and was just running past him and, like, struck at him to get him out of the way. Yeah. Kind of like you see the people when they're walking down their hallway and a cat's waiting there. Or And you just walk no, right by it and that, it reaches out and... That, that couple with the grizzly bear. Or not the grizzly bear, Ooh. the black bear. And it's, like, cornered and they don't realize it's there. And it runs between them and knocks them both over. Oh, no, I don't think so. That's what happened here is what I think. Is I think he accidentally had it cornered mm-hmm. and it was back Flat. against the wall. So it... It got out. and lashed out. Yeah, but it didn't. Hurt, it didn't hurt him. It, right. Like it, more than it really could have. It struck him. It could have taken him with it. Oh yeah. Uh, in 2005, a man who lived in Soddenham Park <laughs> in southeast London was attacked in his back garden, which backed into a railway line. The man who was six foot and weighed uh what or fifteen stone. For us uh, English listeners, or for us American listeners, that's 210 pounds. Okay. Described a cat that was extremely big, black. It pounced on him and was considerably stronger than he was. 
He was left with scratches all over his body. Police were called, and according to the BBC, one police officer saw the cat the size of a Labrador dog. The man who was attacked sustained scratches on his face that were alleged from the big cat, and it became the known as the Beast of Schadenheim. Mm. It's like a black shuck. Yeah. Is that is that get called? Is one of these get blamed as the black shuck? I don't think so. Okay, that's in the, that's England, right? England, Scotland, most UK. UK. Okay, I thought so. Uh, Two thousand eight, there was a report of a seventy four year old woman was attacked by on two separate occasions oh my, by luck. a large cat. <laughs> worst luck in the world. In Anlis, Scotland Highlands, leaving her with injuries. But Scottish wild cat experts conclude that it was most likely a large, frail domestic cat. Yeah. Possibly a hybrid of the Scottish wild cat, but ruled out the Scottish wild cat itself being responsible for the attack. So this lady was knocked down and almost dragged into the bushes twice. Jeez. What bad luck. Well, no, it's because the cat was probably watching her, knew she was weak. Mm. And, like, it was in her own backyard in, Scott, in the Highlands. So it was targeting her? Yeah. And just waiting. And, and then she and got attacked. failed twice. Nobody believed her the first time. Everybody thought she fell. Yeah. The second time, she literally was getting dragged into the bushes. Some maybe saw And then her. they said it was a wild cat. So the Scottish Highland cat, the wild cat, mm-hmm. is like 20 pounds in the big side. Okay, so it's still not that big. Dragging off a 74-year-old woman <laughs> into the bush. It's not funny, but I just think it's funny that there's an ex- big cat. Yeah, probably a domestic wild cat. Yeah, Scottish wild cat. Yep. 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 Dragging a 74-year-old woman into the moor. That's freaking scary. Uh, my last one for you is in 2019, a man in Conwell reported uh, that a six-foot black cat attacked him through an open window and that it was trying to get him through the window. He described it as being a cross between a domestic cat and a panther. He said it was said to have a report to the police and claimed that they were not interested. <laughs> so this man was cut up and he said that he was on like it was in his window. It g- grabbed him through the window and was trying to pull him through the window. Is this cat behavior? Big cats, yeah, sure. They'll do that? Like pull you through a window? If they're hungry enough or they're taking they're very opportunistic. So if it thinks they can grab him and pull him through real quick, yeah, bet your butt it would. That's imagine like doing your dishes, you know. That's why I, I imagine he's in the kitchen, turn around, <laughs> <laughs> and, his window. and then you call the police. And the, uh, he's cut up. I've seen the pictures of this one. He's cut up. Yeah, he's got all this injury. He calls the police, and they say they're not interested yeah. in ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not interested in this one. Uh, have a good day. Bye. Imagine the click in the Delta and the guy just standing there on the phone like, uh, like covered in, covered in blood, blood and guts. Not he can see the cat on the back of his property pacing. Yeah. He's like, please, somebody with a, they don't, the police don't even have guns. Don't, they don't, do they? No. Yeah. You think uh, about this happening in America. There'd be a lot more dead black cats. Oh yeah, exactly. I just imagine though. Yeah. We're not interested. Bye. I can fully see it. I can see a cop here doing that. Oh, yeah, me too. I can see the Ada Police Department being like, depending on which cop you get. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> you sure it was a dog? Tell me it was a dog. We'll send somebody. No, it was a cat. All right, have a good day. Yeah, bye. Click. Who is that, George? Ah, uh, some wacko. Drunk. Yeah. He got attacked by his house cat and he wants us to come shoot it. <laughs> yeah. As you can literally hear a panther trying to claw through the back door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not interested. All right. So here's the thing for you. What if I told you a lot of dead cats have been killed or found in the UK? 
Oh, really? Yeah. To completely contradict, the, the government says, no, nah, there's no bodies being found. Yeah. What if I told you I have a whole list? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, how many are composed on this list? And since from when to when? Like a dozen. Well, let's let's go over it. Okay. A puma was captured in the wild in Inverness Shire near near Loch Ness in the 1980s. Oh, nice. Okay. A puma. That's awesome. I uh, mean, not awesome. That I would be scary. He lived, but he lived. So they caught it alive. Okay. And he lived the rest of his life in a zoo. Cool. Uh. Well, kind of cool. Well, I mean, he he lived a good life. He, he lived, lived a full life a full lifespan for a big cat for, uh, for a puma. Uh, the government said he was a re- released or abandoned pet. Makes sense. Uh, so they did they taxidermied him after he passed away from the, in the zoo as a display. And uh, so his teeth wear upon capture suggested that he did live a life of uh, captivity. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. So how about a jungle cat? What would that comp- can be considered, I guess? Or- uh, imagine a, a bigger bobcat. So we're talking about like a 75-pound cat. Okay. So, yeah. So it could be a hybrid of something or? No, it was, they have the animal. Okay. It's just, uh, they it just called killed, it a jungle cat? It, that's the species name. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Felis charanese. Okay. Jungle cat. It's it, No, it is a species. I didn't know that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it was killed because it got hit by a car on Highland Island. <laughs> it was like it's like a seventy-five pound bobcat. Dang! A Canadian lynx was shot in Dover in nineteen o three. Analysis: says This is another one that shows it was probably in captivity due to the teeth wear. Now, lynx aren't that big, right? Like mm-hmm. they're a decent size, but they're not like big, big cats, right? Lynx. They get fifty to seventy pounds. Oh, they do. Okay, they'll kill you. I didn't know they were. That they will big. kill you. 
They got the cool ears, right? Yeah. And the, oh. snow, the big snowshoes. Yeah. Another puma was caught outside of Scotland two years after the first one. Oh, wow. <laughs> What'd they do with this one? Uh, this one went to a different zoo in okay. England. They taxidermied this one too? Or I don't know. Uh, no, it didn't look like it. Um, I don't know why I thought of this, but side tangent. Is it like legal? I mean, I'm sure it's legal, but to tax taxidermize like your house pet, your dog, your yeah. cat. You know people that have done it? There's a company here in Ohio that will do it for you. Really? Do you know anyone personally that's done it? Uh, Not personally, but I was at a house in Michigan and she had her dog taxidermied. Was it weird? No. They didn't make it weird. Okay. They, they treated it more like a statue. Did, okay. They didn't talk to it. You right. know, it's different. Even like... Um, one last question. I'm sorry I'm on this, but uh, was its eyes opened or closed? I open. Hmm. It looked like a very well-done statue. Interesting. And it was just kind of, it was a lab, and it was kind of in that position where they're looking up. At, you know, a lab's kind of yeah. that goofy look-up look. Yeah. And it was in the corner, and they only made one mention of it once. Like, there's, I don't know, Sherry over there in the mm-hmm. corner. That's it. Huh. Okay. I just thought of that with the big cat. I could see it being made really weird, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in 1991, a Eurasian lynx was shot near Norwalk. Norfolk. No. Okay. (laughs) Norwick. Norwick. Norfolk. Norwick, Norfolk. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, gotcha. It had killed around 15 sheep in two weeks. Ooh. uh, So this, you know why this lynx killed so many sheep? Because there's people chasing it. And that's what we found mountain lions and stuff do. When animals are chasing them, they think they want food from them. So they start killing extra prey to leave behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there was also another story reported in 2003. And a stuffed body of a lynx is now possessed for the collection after this one was killed. Uh, for many years, the incident was considered to have been have a hoax that they just produced a dead body of a lynx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it was actually there roaming the right. countryside, killing sheep. But a hunting, uh, hunting community... In March 2006, uh, they had a police report of a case that was true. It was a probable escape from a facility near the uh, an, er- an area that bred the animals, including Eurasian lynx. So they shot another one in 2006. So they shot one in 91, 2003, and 2006. But it escaped from a facility that was breeding them? Yes. So they're back at breeding cats. They no, must like be- a zoo. This is what they mean. Still, wouldn't the zoo have to pay those fines and stuff that the— no. A zoo's under different man, like a different rule. Oh, so that was just backyard. Yeah, you know, that's okay. it was to get rid of it was to get rid of exotic animals in like backyard communities. Okay, gotcha. I did. Okay, well, that clears things up a little bit. Yeah, because most zoos are part of like the Noah's Ark Foundation and stuff like that. Okay, so they have different permittings for breeding different animals. So even then, like this escape from there, they're saying right? Uh, they all but, three of these big cats. They all three of these lynxes. They think escaped from the zoo. Hmm. And they still are claiming, yeah, these things aren't here. When they're actively still breeding them, producing them in this country, and they're escaping. Like, it's documented right here. In 1994, it was reported that a large cat with a leopard-like pattern of fur had been shot on the Isle of Wight sometime earlier after feasting on hundreds of chickens and ducks. <laughs> the, the, the shooting was not immediately reported as the farm worker involved feared prosecution. Mm. But police reportedly concluded the animal was an ocelot or a serval. What's that? An ocelot is native to the U.S. in Mexico. Okay. It's like, a, imagine a mini leopard. 
An ocelot? Yeah. That's such a cool name. Uh, they'll murder you. That's such a cool... Imagine a weasel and a leopard had a baby. Oh, I'm looking this up right now. What What would I Google to find Ocelot. This? But, uh, I mean, it's like ocelot leopard, ocelot no, cat? just ocelot. That's what they're called. Yeah, but then you'll get like revolver ocelot and... Oh, wait, ocelot animal. Here we go. And then a serval... Oh. A serval's like a cheetah and a leopard had a baby. Very tall. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is awesome. Yeah. You know what? This makes sense now because one of my favorite games is called Metal Gear Solid. And one of the protagonists, the bad guys in the game, but he's in every single game. His name's Revolver Ocelot. He's just—he's kind of a main character slash side character, but he is a main character in that whole scope of things. But in the third game of the series, it's like a prequel, like from way back. So he's like a young guy, and you can uh, kill if you defeat him with a tranquilizer gun. You unlock like his special camouflage, and it's like big cat. It's this printing. It's yeah. Ocelot Cat. Wonder why. I never knew that before, and now I understand. So, in 1993, yet another puma was captured in Scotland around the Moors area. The same area, another puma. This is the fourth puma in 10 years captured around Loch Ness. That's cr- okay. So, they're there. They're there. They're there for some reason. I mean, other than people releasing them, but. They congregate in this area, or this is just the third one that that one lady, fourth. fourth one that that one lady just released, you know, like all on her own. She had all these, or they're breeding. And this one ended up in another zoo. Yeah. Dang. So Loch Ness is full of pumas? Pumas. And, Pan- the mo- uh, and salamanders. Pumas and giant salamanders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you look down at the water, you see a 30 foot salamander, you look up the hill, you see a mountain lion, you're like, Hmm. This isn't a good area. I need to go home. This isn't a good yeah. area. I'm going to the pub. Yeah. Hmm. Some things are making sense. I'm going inside. Yeah. That's where I'm going. You need a big sword and just be like, there in can 19... be only one. In 1996, the police in... Fintoni? Oh, you want me to try it? Or no. no. Okay. Fintoni County. There we go. Traymore. Where's this? In the UK? Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Shot a cat. Okay. It was reportedly uh, another serval, a mid-sized wild cat from Africa. Although the police report described it as a lynx. Hmm. What's the difference between a serval and a lynx? A lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot. Uh, There's no pictures of this cat. It was like Loveland Frogland. Gotcha. They Body burnt, destroyed really burnt quick. Burnt it. Giant, giant iguana. How about 2001? How about it? The Beast of Burnet. A young female Eurasian lynx was captured alive by police... And vets in Crinklewood, North London, Ooh. after a chase across a school playing field. <laughs> it was placed in the London Zoo and given the name Laura, before ultimately being transferred to a zoo in France to breed. The captured lynx was found to be only 18 months old, Ooh. although considerably larger than the average domestic uh, version. So either, either these facilities can't contain lynx, they're too smart. Lynx or pumas. Yeah, clearly. Or they're... Whatever did escape, there's like a breeding population out there. Huh. You How think, odd. Do you think that's what's going on? Yes. Really? Well, give give me a minute. Okay. I got one more, and then we'll talk. Okay. In North, or in November 2017, a trucker, you got to love the truckers. Literally, these are people that are driving all night. These are the people that see the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. A trucker claimed to have seen three highway workers struggling to lift a body of a dead four-foot-long black panther into the bed of a truck in a lay-by uh, near A1, near Hearthworth, 
However, highway angling engineers responded with the statement saying that it was a dead black dog and no further <laughs> statements were issued. I just don't get why. I mean, why? England caused this. The government caused this to happen. Yeah. So you think they're actively just trying to keep it quiet or yes. covered up all the time? Yes. Just 2017. Because this law, this Dangerous Wildlife Act, yeah. had so much pushback. There was protest. There's all kinds of insane stuff happened. Yeah. And now 20 years or 40. You know, I'm saying for the, most these sightings. Oh, okay. 20 years later, you know, the mid-90s, mm-hmm. and they're kind of finding these big cats everywhere. The government, the people in power caused this to happen. Yeah. Because they were trying to say that it was too dangerous to keep big cats in your backyard. Yeah. Now, look. Yes. So this is, I 100% believe that's why the cover-up's happening. Okay. So let's talk. I have one picture to show you, and I'm sorry, everybody at home. But, Jay, what is that a picture of? An ocelot. That's a mountain lion. <laughs> Uh, this was taken the last year in some like on in a local park Dang. in the UK. Really? In Scotland specifically. Uh no, sorry, I'm wrong. Yorkshire Hill. Okay. I think that's a pretty populated area. Yes. Pretty sure it is. This park has around a thousand people visited today. Dang, and there's a big mountain lion. There's in a there. mountain lion there watching a guy taking photos of it. Yeah. The government issued that this photo was fake. Why? I'm, I guess I know why, but... So I want to talk about the... Let's talk about the three main suspects here. We have pumas, which a.k.a. mountain lions, a.k.a. cougars. Okay. All the same species. They're all just subspecies. Okay. So it's pick whatever flavor you want for Different that. Different phenotypes? Kinda. Ish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Canadian lynx or bobcat. Uh, the It's interchangeable. Again, it's another subspecies of each other. One's the, can, just basically the northern version of the other. Can they all breed with each other? Yes. Okay. The bobcats can breed with lynx, and all of the, the mount lion subspecies can breed with each other. Okay. And then servals. Uh, this, it's a tall, jaguar-like, uh, cheetah-like cat. They are commonly kept here in the U.S. as pets. It's the biggest cat you can own without a permit in most states. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they, can, they can be really fine and then be really evil in the same mo- moment. Interesting. Like all cats. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just big enough to actually do something about it. Right, yeah. Hmm. So, mountain lions. Let's start there. All the habitat ranges in the UK are perfect for mountain lions. Okay. Every habitat they present from the swamps, that's what pumas love, to the highlands, that's what mountain lions love, mm-hmm. to the forest and timberland, that's what cougars love. Makes sense. It all is perfect habitat. The weather patterns, the prey sources... It's great for them. Yeah. In the 1976, yes. a bunch of them were released. We have no idea of the actual number. Conservative estimates put it in the hundreds. That's a lot. Uh, non-conservative estimates put it in the thousands. That's a lot. There is 100% a breeding population. There's 100%. These cats that they're seeing being released... Are there's there's catching are either the they may be the parents or they may be the ones that were released at this especially because we're talking about most of them that caught were in the nineties yeah so twenty ish years after the release so sure that could be these cats you know were partially the captivity ones they are breeding in the UK they have to be they are yeah big, the big black cats in the UK are not the most seen one there are we'll talk about them in a second and now the Canadian lynx bobcat. Okay. Even better suited. To that area. 100%. Yeah. They, they would literally fit that same niche as the Scottish Highland Wildcat. They're probably Ooh. just better at it. 
Well, yeah, they're bigger and faster, stronger. And they have better parental care. Ooh, even a bigger factor. Yes. They will, I it, 100% believe, literally, that both Pumas and Canadian lynxes keep getting caught in the same areas. Right. Because it's like there's a breeding population there, yeah. and you're catching the offspring every time. No, someone release, someone some backyard farmer is now, releasing now, there. Listen, there's a big difference between a Canadian lynx and a puma. Yeah. So I could see that more with a Canadian lynx, that people are legally importing them in, especially as cubs and stuff like that, and then they're getting out. Every sure. time. I'm not saying every time, but I can get behind that happening for more modern sightings and stuff like that. Mountain lions are different. Pumas are different. Even at like, I think it's like four month old, they can be lethal. Really? Yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not. <laughs> why would anyone want that as a pet? If you have the space, I get it. Well, you know, why? The, the enrichment stuff, display it. Like I would, if I could, if I could, if I could afford it. If I could have the perfect habitat that I could enjoy watching the animal, I'd love to have a crocodilian. Okay. It's always been my dream. I'm never going to do it. Why? Because I, I can't afford it. I know it's it's for the animal's more well-being than mine. Right, right. I can I know I can't, at least in any time recent, I can't give it the space and the care and stuff it would need. Gotcha. But I would love just to watch a crocodilian in a naturalish habitat that I built. Okay. So I get why, I'm not a cat person, but I get a cat person enjoying that same thing I for guess. a big cat. I mean, you know how cat people are, though. I mean, I've seen Tiger King. Both so, ends of the coin there. So servals are one of the most traded cats in the illegal animal trade today. Ooh, okay. The the the, the animal African black wild market, cat, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is the third biggest industry black market industry in the world? Animals. Yeah. Oh, they only come third to guns and drugs. Hmm. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that uh, there might be a new one on the on the horizon or rising, and it's awful. Black market trade. That's for another show. Oh, uh, so yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, it is, but, but it's not. To me, it's like I don't. This isn't a cryptid, right? Because they have bodies. They know they're there. Literally, if you go to bigcatuk.com or .org, I'm sorry, bigcatuk.org. And if, if those guys ever listen to this, I'd love to have you guys on the show. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Because uh, you did an amazing job on your website. They have modern sightings, stuff like that. They have a map. Sweet. There are tons of pictures of yeah. people walking around. And they're like, there's a mountain lion there. And they take a picture. Yeah. There's a black cat. They take a picture. And half the pictures are house cats and half of them aren't. Uh, it's really easy to tell a big cat, like a panther or a jaguar from a house cat. And you look at the tail proportions. Mm-hmm. You taught me this one. Yes. And it's super easy, even though there's no size context in the background. Excuse me, it's tail compared to body. Right. How long, like... How long and the stiffness of the tail and stuff yeah. like that, because they use it for... It's it's a completely different animal. Now let's talk about the black cats. Just specifically black cats. The big ones. Now, mountain lions are almost never melanistic. Meaning? All black. Right. It's so almost never all black. It's one in like 10 million. Okay. So for it to be seen, and same goes for the U.S., for it to be seen very often, it's not happening. Right. There's not 10 million mountain lions left in the world. Very small anomaly. Yeah, there's not 10 million mountain lions left in the wild. Right, So yeah. there's not, you know, for it to be 10 black cats would be extraordinary. Right, right. And we don't see mountain lions in general, so for them to be the ones we're seeing is the black ones. That's that's crazy. There is a species of big cat, though, that kind of has like a one in three or one in two Black variant. It's not melanistic. Cheetah? <laughs> yeah. No, there are darker cheetahs, but uh, 
No, it's the Jaguar. Jaguar, that's what it was. Jaguars have like a every one in I think it's one in three cubs are are black, huh. and that's a phenotype. There you go. Yes, and it's so they don't co compete. Right. With each so other. mom can produce two cubs, one of the the yellow variety, one of the black variety. The yellow variety is more apt at hunting during the day and stuff like that, and the black one's more apt at hunting at night. So the cubs aren't co competing in similar areas. Man, Mother Nature's nuts. It is, uh, and they are native to colder climates. They are fine with cold weather. People get this idea of them being jungle cats, which they are. They are, you know, they do they do inhabit the jungles and the deserts of Mexico. Oh, okay. The high mountain ranges of Mexico. Here in the U.S., they inhabited some very cold regions. Where at? Uh, so it's, that's, that's a very argued argued thing. It depends on whose map you want to use. I think they're all the way up into Ohio and maybe even to Michigan a little bit. That'd be scary. I, are jaguars really. the fast ones? No, that's the cheetah. They're just they're just a different colored mountain lion. Oh, okay, just still deadly. Yeah, don't don't get me but wrong. Not, if they're mad at you, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a bad deal. Or if they're hungry, or if they're in a tree right above your neck. I don't think big cats specifically avoid humans. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> it's, cats are amazing at weighing weighing cost and reward. Mm-hmm. So there's literally videos of mountain lions killing 900 pound elk. Like, there's that video of a one doing it on somebody's porch. Dang. It's like a 150-pound yeah, cat. Yeah, I've seen Yeah. A 150-pound cat killing a 900-pound elk. Yeah. And it does it, and they don't attack people very regularly. Yeah. Because it's just not worth it. They know. Yeah, they do. They don't, want the, they don't want these mitts wrapped around the, the neck. Yeah. They don't want the heat that comes afterwards. Right, exactly. Uh, the heat's my fists. So that's what... What do you think about the big cats of Europe? I mean, it all kind of makes—I'm not shocked or surprised at all. The, the, the craziest thing is they're saying it's not here, it's not a problem, it's, they're non-existent. And it's because the government—it's all the government's fault. Yeah. It's, it's really—and there is been black, black cat sightings for, you know, a thousand years in Europe. Yeah. But the numbers were—like, they would have one or two sightings a year until 1976. And now they have two to 3,000 sightings a year. Two to three thousand Thousands. sightings of big cats a year. Yeah. yeah, I think the craziest part about all this is that they're not acknowledging it or admitting it. Or they're going out of their way to say that every one of these cats would just escape from a facility. Yeah, or it's a house cat, or it's a dog, or it's just something crazy. That's that's what's nuts about all this. Because it's they would oh, so they would be in so like it would be crazy how wrong they would like. Because a lot of those people, especially in the 90s, you know, more in the 90s and stuff like that, those people were still in power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're the ones that push this law saying, you guys are irresponsible. You guys are going to cause. Yeah. Here's the new law. Give us your money. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Bye. <laughs> don't, I got a whole bunch of empty cages. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to. My neighbor down the road doesn't have sheep anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, government can't ever appear to have made mistakes or be See, I, not the smartest ones in the room. Government, so. yeah. So specifically, the UK government uh, pushed this, and they, this was the first act that pushed a big thing here in the U.S. It's been a ton of fight back. They've tried to strip the uh, exotic animal community here in the U.S. And I do believe in rules. I do believe in safety stuff. Yeah, I love my exotic animals. But there should be level. Like I do agree with levels. But the the way they did it was so on the other end. Yeah. Was insane. Arbitrary, or is that the yeah. right word? No, that's not the right. Absurd. Word. Absurd. There we go. Yeah. Because the amount of money per cat. Yeah. And no grandfather clause and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. They they just tried the Tiger King everybody. Yeah. 
And Ohio is one of the worst states for exotic animal laws. Yeah. And the, the one the animals they pick on are so weird. Like mine have always been is green anacondas. And they pick on the, uh, big snakes in particular. I get it. Big snakes are scary to people. If it gets out, it's dead. It's yeah. dead. Yeah. It may if you get eaten by your own big snake. Unless it makes it into its like own abandoned house and starts eating everything in it and That's a rattlesnake. Oh, okay. That's but no, I'm Not talking big... pythons. I'm talking yeah. constrictors. But the green anaconda specifically is out of like the rock pythons, reticulated pythons, that kind of stuff, has the lowest number of attacks and the lowest. Like, they're just not that. That's not their mindset. It's that movie. That it is. Anaconda it is. Movie. It is the movie that it, it villainized yeah, them. It it's not their mindset. People have, and I, snakes don't, for example, don't have emotions like mammals do. Mm-hmm. But I do think they have some level of at least understanding with with a human uh, human taking care of them and stuff like that. Not saying that big snake won't eat you because I do think it will. Right. Like the people, It's a reptile. It's a reptile. Let's like, be straight up. People have snakes as pets and they'll let them like sleep in their beds with them and one day they wake up in their stomach. Yeah. I mean, if you have a 16, 19 foot snake, you know, you, you understand your own risk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but no, there should be laws, but this was a, a set of laws that changed the world and has affected many other countries let alone the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the US, it's insane the amount of fallback it's had because they pushed this and then the, the US started following suit saying, yeah, you know, we have all these people with dangerous animals in their backyard. We need to start doing stuff about it without looking at the, the fallout that happened yeah. in the UK. Yeah, exactly. You got you to gotta look at history or it'll repeat itself. I, I really think, for, I mean, the skunk ape we've talked about on this show, I really think is a released... Some kind of either bonobos or something. Hmm. I don't think it's Bigfoot. Yeah, I really don't think it's Bigfoot. I think it's an ape that we released. I'd like to know how many wild animals, like escape circus animals, you know, sideshow attractions. Look at the kangaroos that pop up in almost every state, and now we're finding out wallabies can handle the cold. Right? Yeah, that's kangaroos can. And kangaroo. I mean, literally, there's a gray can- kangaroos, not reds. Okay. So reds are the one you think about that are out showing showing off these big monsters. Yeah, they're big. The grays muscles. are much more shy. They okay. still are large. They're yeah. the, the second largest species of kangaroo, but they are much more shy. They're much more elusive, and they don't live in as big a colonies. Okay, makes more sense. What what uh, kind of kangaroos did that farm? You know, not too far from here. When it was still remember. active. Okay. Yeah, I'm literally. say probably reds. Literally a kangaroo farm within a half an hour of us. They used to do ostriches and, and emus. And now they're closed. What I wonder what happened. I'm sure they just, you know, donated them all to some zoo. I'm sure. All of them. Every single one. I'm sure not a, any of them escaped or got out ever, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm playing the government part right now. Yeah. But, geez. Like... I would not like if there was a kangaroo and around us just just you stumbled across it or something hopped in your backyard. I guess I wouldn't be too terribly shocked knowing that that thing was literally right down the road. It's been closed for a while now, but and relatively speaking, it hasn't been that long. But it's just nuts. I mean, the, it was a big kangaroo farm. They had kangaroos big operation on their metal gates out front to get in. Like it, and it's right down the road. It's so I guess the point of this episode is to show it's the UK government. Yep. You're busted. Everything from the start to finish of this episode has been the UK government's fault. Yeah, I can't can't disagree with that. 
Can't. And I don't blame. So there are there is fault to be had on the exotic animal owners in the in the seventies, but they were like I I, I maybe get the numbers off a little bit, but I think it was fifteen thousand dollars per animal to give up your animal. Yeah, twenty five grand a year to keep your animal, and that was your options. Well, it's not their fault. It's not their. I fault. mean, you they're not free. I and it was not illegal to release your animal right, exactly. into the wild until the 80s. I mean, if it was a financial thing, you were basically forced to do that. Yes. Any crime that has a financial penalty is a crime for poor people. Basically, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. I've been the great and powerful mystery. I've been a certain clone today, Jay. <laughs> and thank you for joining us on this episode. Remember, share the show with your friends. Have a good week. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.